Previously on NC Fairy Tales. This is Christmas Town, USA. And there's a gust of cold wind, and you start to feel it at your feet first, and ice, and silent night plays. And one of Bob's fingers is kind of like caught in the ice, and you chop off his right ring finger. Jack's back, baby. I feel like I was a little less than honest with you guys earlier. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Jack Frost. And this is my town. Out of nowhere, this six-foot, green-dressed, puff-coat man charges up, and he catches you. Yes. Agent Grinch here, at your service. He pulls out a flamethrower. Looking at the egg, it starts to shatter away. Sitting inside of it, it looks like a young snake but it has kind of a, a human face. He wraps his mouth around the, the nub, and when he lifts it away, you now have, in the same kind of density and shape as the egg was, a silver finger. Arvirigus. This version of you looks into the glass, and you just see fire in his eyes, and written in the glass, it just says, the rain is coming. And you wake up in the back of Herb. And I smile. It is the day before Easter, Easter Eve if you would, and you three have been sent to a college that no one has ever heard of in a town that is dated back 200 years. That's right, you've been sent to Catawba College in Salisbury, North Carolina. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Agent Brickwall has sent you three, the dog's bodies, and your driver Malone on a mission to pick up a frozen body that was secretly buried somewhere underneath the college. Figure out where and retrieve it for the agency. What have you guys been up to uh, until now? Because we haven't actually heard from you since Christmas. What's uh, what's happened? Uh, we can start with good old Arvirigus. <laughs> well, uh, since since uh, my Christmas, my play about uh, the the hero heroism of, on my part that took place in in uh, Bod, uh, I I toured my play around and to a mixed success you know um it's always tough grinding to get to the top but uh i did not let that uh lessen my enthusiasm to be the greatest actor in the in the human and demon world and so i uh i think our has he's he's adapted it to be uh an interpretive dance that is going to uh, the um, Cane's uh, Film Festival. <laughs> okay, uh, real quick, roll plus charm. Oh, let me get... I need to get dice Dice roll. Oh, oh my goodness. Roll Arnold. dice online. Did you, do you think this is just like a collaborative story thing where we just choose what happens? It's <laughs> <laughs> what, what it's coming off as. Two, two D6. Yeah. Two. 
d6 one time roll plus plus charm minus one okay so i got a nine minus one eight all righty um so 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 this interpretive dance is pretty good it's not going to blow anyone away but it's a it's a solid dance you know what i mean yeah like uh Dance snobs will like it, but the general public will be uncomfortable while they watch it. <laughs> you feel yeah, me? That's, yeah, that's basically the title of his autobiography. <laughs> um, Bob, what have you been up to? You and your new snake, who I forgot to mention. Sorry, the family's new snake, Wig. Yeah, yeah, I was taking because uh, I have a note here written down that says Willie and Yig. Yeah, Wig. Uh, it was his finalized name, is because we combined the two. Um, Wig, <laughs> I should mention. To name him Willie. <laughs> it was uh, after William Shakespeare. Arvirigus was. Oh yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So Wig the snake. Um, I guess um, I've been really just. Well, obviously, I went back to uh, Bod, North Carolina, which was renamed for for you know the unity between bears and people. Um, and I've really been trying to push the limits of my Inspector Gadget uh, finger that Arvaragus cut off um, while working on the plumbing of the town, of course, with my new Plunger X3000 Chrome Kickstarter edition. Um, and I've been raising Wig, the snake. Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know anything about what Wig is actually capable of, so can you fill me on in on how that upbringing has been going? Uh, yeah, okay, so you know how in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, how quickly, what's his name, um, in the in the post credit scene, when Groot starts turning directly into like a teenager, uh, by the time Infinity War, he's about teenager, uh, Wig is about a teenager, and he is, uh, he's going through snake person puberty, remember that this snake has arms, and kind of a humanish face, it's still mostly snake, but it has some humanism to him, to it, uh, you have noticed that he has started he know he originally ate all his food raw but you've noticed as you see him throwing it into his mouth it is more cooked and you you're not cooking it you're not sure exactly what's causing that um but it's happening can you uh bob can you roll plus cool for me you darn right with my actual dice in real life <laughs> wow i see how this is going to be being a plumber, Bob has a plus zero to his cool. So that is a sweet, sweet ten. Oh, well, not bad at all. So, uh, Wig has actually latched onto you and thinks you're a super cool dad. And he can't speak, but he's going to show you what he can do. And he goes in front of this big thing of ice, and he opens his mouth, and a, uh, a little burst of flame comes out, and he melts the ice in front of him. And then he looks at you, uh, with a real proud expression on his face. I I, I give a little uh, brush of my mustache and then a, a very approving nod. He nuzzles you. It's very cute. Peter, what have you been up to? Wait, hold on. One more thing. Uh, Please. What else, can, what else can my finger do? Because I uh, have a go-go gadget finger. You have a go-go gadget finger that was made out of a certain... Me- that was made out of like a... Um, your... What is it called? Uh, Swiss Army knife? So really, it has access to. It is able to like turn into any tool that is approximately the size of a finger. It can go a little bigger or a little smaller. Perfect plunger finger. Here we come. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. it's basically it, it's basically a plunger finger, which is spectacular. Um, okay, Peter, what have you been up to? Um, I have been working on an episodic YouTube 
kids show uh, called Cryptids and Company. That sounds spectacular. Um, we might need to go to an episode of that at the end of this, so be ready. <laughs> uh, okay, um, cool. This episode is largely going to be pretty gosh darn freeform, uh, partially because I've just been distracted, and the other part is I'm placing it at Kataba, so you guys have a general idea of the place. So you, uh, I've got a few specific events that will happen, but mostly you're just going to be doing you. I've got a lot of Easter eggs in this one, so we're going to have some fun. Uh, cool? Everyone ready? Ready. All ready. right. Uh, your car has, your uh, beautiful car, driven by Malone, has just pulled up and parked inside the theater parking lot. I'm going to assume that the three of your characters have never been to this college, although the dog's bodies might have. Bill and Ted might, one of them may have visited this college, it seems likely. Um, and Malone is obviously not a graduate from there because he has a job. Uh, what else, what else, what else? Okay, cool. So you guys have pulled up in parks. You have one final note from Agent Brickwall, and you are to go and check out the mailroom first. I forgot about this. Uh, he has a treat for you in the mailroom. And the story is yours. What do you do? We go there. You, you... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I want to head to the mailroom. Uh, okay, sounds like a great idea. I do want to mention one of you is a eight-plus-foot-tall demon. Oh yeah, that's me. Oh, oh we need to right address in. this first. Okay, so I guess we'll we'll backtrack to parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Avergus. Uh, yes, Bob. Are you gonna get like us in trouble for walking around campus like this? Um. Hmm. Do you have uh? Do you still have uh the wigs that we used? Back, back in Bod. Wig. Uh, and right Bill, here. yeah. First of all, the snake reacts like me. Oh, oh, not you, little, little Willie. And then, uh, Wig. Bill, Bill actually r- removes his blonde hair like really quietly and slowly, and you realize that Bill's bald, <laughs> and he hands you the wig. Oh no! <laughs> oh, thank you, Bill, for your great sacrifice of beauty. And uh. I so he had like like long blonde hair, right? Yeah. Like like uh like Savage, what's his name? <laughs> uh like the He-Man thing? Yeah. Um okay. Not like Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh okay, yeah, I'm just going to put it on and um uh yeah, I'll keep it long. <laughs> I'll be He-Man RV, I guess. Uh, I kind of look at him and I'm just like I, I really don't think that was the main issue. Um, um, well, I think, I think we could get away with saying it's, it's the school's way of having diversity. Yeah, you could say that. Let, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's get you guys to the mail room. Let's just go yeah, for that. We'll that's, figure it out later. <laughs> That's that's plenty. That's at least enough that I can that we can justify it, right? So we'll 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 just keep going. Okay, so you guys head down to the mailroom. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you take the back way and you end up behind, uh, whatever building the student center and enter into the mailroom. No one sees you except for the mail person. 
Um, all right, so the three of you enter into this little mail kiosk, and someone is has their nose down in a book, and they're not really paying much attention to you. Uh, what do you guys do? It's I'm sorry. When I say the three of you, I mean the five of you. Six, if you include Wig. I don't know what you've done with Wig, but he's with you. And how um, big is he at the current point? Ah, oh, golly gee, probably like six feet long and a little girthy. Okay, why like, do you why do you think I'm the problem when you've got a six foot long boy snake? Hey, he can put his arms close to his sides and just pretend. <laughs> I actually, He's not you know to what? Put on a play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do this for Wig. He, um, he and the and Bill and Ted are all wearing matching jackets, and Wig just kind of looks like a skinny guy if you don't look at the tail coming out behind him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see how it is. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's got a, he's naturally humanish. He can't talk, but he's got glasses on and a hat and a nice little jacket. And Bill and Ted are walking on either side of him, so they just look like a little gang of dangly idiots. Um, <laughs> I give Wake my uh, dark sunglasses to wear as well. <laughs> Naturally. Okay, so uh, you guys go up to the person at the mailroom, uh, and who says what or does what? Um, excuse me. And uh, from behind the mail counter... Looks up a student named Alex Fulton. Alex, you're going to play yourself. I'm playing me? I, I did spend some time in the mailroom, so... Yes. Uh, oh, hey, guys. Okay. Yeah, what's up? Alec, Alex, directly in front of you is uh, a man who looks a lot like a porn star that you're familiar with. Oh, a, no. uh, an individual... Um, I, honestly... Uh, Peter, I do not remember what you look like. What do you look uh, like, Peter? Kind of fat. Uh, probably like 5'9", scruffy beard, kind of oily hair, face, short hair. Uh, usually wearing like a hat. Uh, safari pants. Okay, so that image, Alex... And then an eight-foot guy who's kind of crouching down from the ceiling, whose skin is entirely obsidian black. I don't know what he's wearing except for a blonde wig. And I assume not the wings, but Arnold, that's up to you. Um, yeah, I'll leave the wings in the car. Okay, okay, good call. Uh, yeah, I would say my reaction stands up. Uh, okay. What's up? I was informed that there was a package in here for me, left by a ancient brick wall. Uh, Alex, there is. There, there are three small boxes that are labeled brick wall. Oh, can I see your student ID, please? Uh, absolutely. Um, let me just go find it. I'm going to pull out like a library card. Uh, all right, uh, Bob, I'm going to actually make this, not Bob, Peter, I'm going to make this a little thing for you. Can you roll plus charm? Yes. Ooh, it's 2d6, right? Charmy. Yeah, 2d6. 13. 13. Uh, <laughs> Alex, you have to accept that. You know what? He, he handed it <laughs> off with such confidence. That was impressive. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, I guess uh, he hands it over. I just kind of do one of the classic bar guy checking ID glances. Yep, that'll work. <laughs> uh, I go pick up the boxes, uh, put them on the counter, and say, all right, sign here. Need to know you picked them up. 
also, what's that? And I point at the law, the tall blonde thing. Uh, it's a foreign exchange student. <laughs> I need to travel more. Hello, hello. Yes, My yes, name is uh, Gustav. I came out of the preserve, yeah? All right, uh, Arnold, you have to roll for me. Preserve someone. isn't foreign. Okay, Arnold, you I definitely emerged need to from roll the lake, yeah? Roll plus charm. You Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is a, a three minus two, yeah? I mean, three minus one, it's a, it's a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, mark experience. Second uh-huh. off, something very bad is going to happen. Uh, Alex, I don't know if there's an alarm button back there, but I need you to press an alarm button. We but, do have an alarm in the mail. But there is now. Uh, so I'm going to tell him, oh, wait, yeah, you got to sign for this stuff. Let me go get a pen. And I kind of push back the chair and scurry to a, someone's trying to break into the mailroom button. Uh, okay, so Bob, actually, since you haven't done anything, you've just kind of been focused. I, oh, actually, sorry, who has the highest, um, what is this? Uh, who has the highest sharp? What's your sharp? My sharp is plus one. Okay. I got plus one. Uh, my sharp is minus one. <laughs> Not okay. Uh, so, Bob, I'm actually, because you haven't done anything, you've just been Alex. Bob, I need you to roll plus sharp. Rolling. Oh, that's a perfect 12 on the dice, so 13. Uh, oh, fantastic. Uh, Bob, you know exactly what Alex is trying to do. The boxes are on the counter, and you have an idea that you should probably just grab them and everyone should run. Yeah, um, let's get out of here. Bec- because I was able to roll so high on plus sharp, can I try and do something cool while we grab and run? Before yeah, we no. grab and run? Yeah, absolutely. I, in- I insist. It was a 13. All right, I've broken down where the, where this Alex character is heading. <laughs> and I've spotted the button. Can I take one of my always handy plungers and try and throw it like a javelin towards the button and cover it up so we can't press it easily? Okay, Kinda here, I'm going to... the button. Can I do you one better? Yeah. Okay, so your finger, you point at it and your finger turns into a fairly, not, not large, but like a fist-sized plunger. And it launches off with a little string attached to it and covers the alarm bell. <laughs> and uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex, you turn back and you just kind of have a look of uh, of astoundment, like you're astounded by what just happened. And I'm, you know what? Fuck it. You faint. I've been looking forward to something like this to happen to me my entire life. So you you faint out of joy. It is a. Something uh, something supernatural just happened, and for the first time in your life, you feel like there's meaning again. Uh, so, you faint. Because you don't know what else to Got do. Him. Got him. All right. Uh, now I you guys have finger. Bob, finger don't forget. Those boxes. You have a character voice, Bob. And now this is going to get real confusing. <laughs> I got it. I can go back and forth. <laughs> okay, cool. So... Now, before you leave, I am going to remind you, this is a body of someone that knows that weird individuals were here. Do you want to do anything with that? Do you want to, or do you want to just like let it, let it happen as it happens? That boy fainted uh, from seeing my finger. So we got to do something. Let's wrap him up in a package. In a box, mm. in a big box. Uh, okay, Arnold, Sounds I just... Sounds good. Should we put the box in the car? 
No, we can just leave wanna... it on the floor for whoever comes in next. <laughs> mm. Um. Okay, so you're gonna do this, but Arnold, I just want to know, uh, or Virgus, I just want to know how cool you do it. Can you just roll plus cool for me? Okay. Ooh, a nine. Uh, uh, plus zero, so nine. Nine. Okay, so it's not quite perfect. It's a lot like um in the live action A Grinch Stole Christmas kind of deal when when he wraps up Cindy Lou Who. That's what you guys do in there. So it looks like a person, not a box. Like you <laughs> formed the box around him. You uh you did remember to cut breathing holes, which would not have happened if you failed that. Uh, oh god. So Alex is gonna live. Yeah, and you taped it up, and he's nice there. But he seems comfortable. He seems like. You know, not too hot, not too cold. I hope, uh, I don't know, Alex Fulton, are you claustrophobic? Uh, I might be after waking up in a box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, at, no, uh, fantastic. So that's what happens. I'm going to say you guys do that. He's wrapped up, and you take the boxes and head back to the car where you guys are safe. Oh, on the way out, I put another box on top of the box and kind of push it into the corner. Okay, so no one will ever see it. Well, not quickly, at least. Yeah, nice. Perfect. Okay, so uh, do you guys want to open your boxes? Absolutely. Okay, Peter, you open yours first. Uh, if you guys have kept up with the um, with the normal show, then these are going to sound really fun. Uh, with uh, Monsters and Mean Guys, the standard series. Peter, you open the box... And first, there's a card, and all three of you are going to have the same card from uh, Agent Brickwall. And he says, I forgot to give you guys your Christmas gift. It came a little late. So here's this. I, I picked these up from a, um, a sister company. And Peter, you've got an item titled One Really Good Hit of LSD. <laughs> and this item, it has oh, a little no. description on it. This is the last hit left. Jenny took the other one and died, and now she haunts this hit. Uh, but like her ghost is still tripping. So basically, if you take this for a little bit, you get plus one per. Uh, you get one sharp and minus one cool because drugs aren't cool uh, for the duration, and it'll fade. However, randomly, the ghost of Jess of Jenny will show up and help you out in battle. Oh, sweet! You you feeling it? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Um, who wants to open their box next? Me, 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 me. Arvirgus, you tear open that box and you actually break what was inside. Um, no. <laughs> Arvirgus, this is actually, this one I thought would be really good for you. It's called Three Fake Mustaches. <laughs> You've got a little bag of children's toy that have three <laughs> fake mustaches. One is a curly Q, one is bushy, and one is thin and long. Uh, in the plastic container, it has written on it and why it was discarded. Too good. <laughs> Mechanically, you can use each one of the one of these per mission, so like per trip, and throughout the entire time of you you wearing it, you will be entirely disguised as someone else. Like they will not be able to recognize you as a demon. You will just look like a person with a mustache. Perfect. Oh my god! And yeah, it's just I thought this a mustache, was a right. He's like just putting it on. Yeah, it's like a children's toy mustache is how I describe it. Like one of those ones you just see in the uh, in like the food aisle at a grocery it. store. Yeah, you just stick it on, and it stays on for the entirety of the emission. Arvirgus, uh, okay, I thought yeah, you'd I like put, that. I, yeah, I put one on immediately. Which one but do you I put on? Curly, on as well. yeah, naturally, uh, curly Q, bushy, or the thin and long one. Um, I'm gonna go with the curly Q. 
I figured as much. Mark down that you have the other two, so that for the next game that you can use them if you choose to. Uh, Curly Q. Uh, So, Arvirigus puts this on, and in front of the two of you, uh, you you weren't looking at him when he did it, but you look back, and someone else is there entirely. It (laughs) looks like like a fairly like average dude. Like he looks like a hipster, if I'm gonna be honest. He has the long blonde hair and a black curly Q mustache. He's not too tall. In fact, he's about five seven. Uh, he's a he's a little portly, and he's wearing he's wearing a vest over a t-shirt. Uh, and shorts I, I, that go past I pull the kneecaps. My hair back. I pull my hair back in a man bun as well. <laughs> oh, is that is that uh that's attacking? Um, okay, cool. Yeah, he's got a and he's got a man bun. What do you, how do you guys react? Hmm. Oh, also, uh, Arvirigus, while you have this on, that uh, that effect that you have that means you look monstrous or you you immediately fail on charm rolls is now negated. Yeah. Now you have you have a ch- you have a chance on charm rolls. Cool. Make sense? I think because that, you don't look monstrous. Yeah, but- yeah. My, my freakish move. Yeah, you don't look freakish anymore. You know. Yeah. Tight. My, my uh, reaction is just a solid. Hmm. I just look at them and wave my hand and go, "Hi guys." <laughs> oh, he changed to an American accent too. <laughs> Gotta blend in. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, yeah, everyone's just okay with it. I love it. Uh, Wig doesn't react. Wig knows who exactly who you are. He can smell it on you, or he can see through it. I don't totally know the mechanics for Wig yet. Uh, okay, Peter. Right. Mm, you mean. You mean yes. Bob? Do I mean do I mean Bob? Who hasn't opened mean yet? Bob. I mean Bob. Yeah, I got drugs. <laughs> Bob didn't get anything. Bob, you are you you ready to open it? Mm, yeah. Bob, you open your box and inside is a vape. The vape is titled The Cinnamon Challenge. Mm. Uh and it seems to have unlimited flavoring to it. It is non, uh, non-nicotine, non-tobacco. It's just cinnamon, like a lot of cinnamon. It goes down smooth, but shoots out a suffocating cinnamon sensation. That's a fun sentence. Uh, once per day, we'll go once per fight, you can uh, roll plus cool to blow smoke at your enemies and blind them, and depending on the roll, do harm and choke them. So oh, basically, you have like nasty. a... You have a vape that can allow you to you to uh, throw cinnamon down your enemy's throats and eyes. Bob isn't really sure up front <laughs> what a what a vape is, but <laughs> but he has seen them been used. It'll take a bit for him to get a hang of this. That's why he's got a role plus cool. He needs to be so cool for all these guys. Uh, all right, cool. Thick clouds, bro. <laughs> yeah, Arnold. Arnold, to you, all three of these items should be familiar, as yeah. they were incinerated in our main thing. Uh, I don't want to just—I can justify how they got it, and I do not want to unless it comes up. But hey, there's a fun little thing. You guys have new items. Yeah, absolutely. cool. Because because I, I didn't want to throw them away. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so now the game is kind of your guys's. Well, you remember that your main quest is to try to figure out exactly where this frozen body is buried. You don't know who it is. Or uh, why it was frozen, or why it was buried in Salisbury, North Carolina. You have a lot of investigating to do. I'd get to it. All right, guys. I know exactly where it is. Me too. Let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. 
It's under the pool. Under the football fields. It's out of the fields. Oh, I, I'm going completely off. <laughs> I'm going completely off that movie, The uh, uh, Blind Side. Oh, they under the body football under the field, field, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Makes sense. Okay. So, um, do you, you guys are welcome to investigate different places. Uh, Peter, where you go, I'm going to assume that Bill and Ted go, as long as uh, they're with you. Bob, where you go, uh, Wig will go, unless you guys want to send them with someone else. And Arvira, I guess you're on your own right now, but you look like a person. Do you want to wear your wings? I don't know if this character would have his wings. Like if I wore my wings, if they would show up on, what's his name? on Or on, on my normie you, uh, look? That's up to you, if I'm going to be honest. You can have it so they show up, or they come, turn into a backpack or something in disguise. Also, uh, when oh, yeah, the fight, when you, really like you're fighting cool. as our, um, yeah, Arnold Arvirgus, when you're fighting or anything like that, during this whole mission, you can take off the mustache and put it back on. So if you want to look okay. badass while you fight, you can you can take it off. I like, I I like like I imagine like. Like I'm kind of pre-imagining fight scenes to be like Percy Jackson, where like, like it's me a badass <laughs> demon fighting, but everybody else just sees like this normal kid with like instead of a big sword, he's got like a yardstick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm in love with it. Let's. That's uh, what. We'll, we'll that's get what. To that. That's what our. Uh, that's what the graphic novel is gonna be. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm so excited. But yeah, I grab my um, wings and they turn into a backpack. Tight. Cool. Where can I pre-order? Uh, Pre-order uh, on a uh, uh, Matt's just, band just Skype give, page. Give a, <laughs> uh, at meatspin.com. That is meatspin.com. Okay. Our faithful uh, yeah. sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shout so out. you guys, inappropriate. That's how we get the NSFW tag. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where do you guys want to go? What do you want to do? Don't go to meatspin.com. <laughs> um. I'd like to just hang around the student center for a little bit and uh, see if there's any lone students walking around. Okay, so Matt, uh, sorry, not Matt. Uh, we'll deal with him sometime, I'm sure. Uh, oh God. Peter, you go to the student center as a weird older guy. Uh, but who's to say? Like, who's to say that old people can't go to college? That's you know, like that's not okay to establish that you can't be going there to better your life. So they should just. Shove it up their ass. Um, Bob, where do you go? Oh, Peter, do you take your dog's bodies? Absolutely. Okay, so now I'm actually seeing a disguise, like you're giving these kids a tour, like you're just a dad. Yep. Okay, loving <laughs> it. Never mind. Even better. That is so much better than what <laughs> I was one saying. One of them's bald. <laughs> <laughs> He's a swimmer, man. He shaves. Yeah, I was everything. about to say, like, <laughs> normal. Um, cool. Uh, Bob, Peter, Bob, where do you go, Bob? You fucking normies. Uh, I'm going over to the football field. Uh, I took my shovel out of the car. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Isn't it turf? Isn't it a turf football? You know what? You're going to deal with that when you get to the football field. Uh, <laughs> I'm just okay. going to start digging. <laughs> Arvirigus, uh, where do you go? I'm going to the pool, baby. Okay. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> That classic split the party issue we've got right now. Well, yeah, in 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 Monster of the Week, it's a little more intentional. Uh, in in Dungeons and Dragons, do not split the party, please. Do not split the party. In this, what we're doing is because you guys are investigating. It's you. You're most. You're largely safe. Uh, you'll be okay. I'm not going to kill you while you're in. Well, maybe. 
Roll like your life depends on it constantly. Um, I want to start out with, uh, let's start out with Peter in the student center. Uh, oh, yes. Peter, can you describe your walk over there with the dog's bodies, Bill and Ted? I'm just going to kind of nonchalantly stride on over there. Kind of point out some places like, ooh, look at, that's a building. Look at over there. They got more than one building here. <laughs> um, a couple of girls kind of walk by and uh, look at Bill's bald head and laugh a little bit, like giggle at him. And then they keep walking. And then a couple of boys walk by and do the same thing, but to uh, you, Peter. Uh, excuse me, young gentleman. Hello, sir. Well, how, how can I help you? So, I used to be a student here a long time ago. My sons are here. They're, they just got admitted to next semester. Um, there used to be this crazy rumor when I was here that there was bodies buried under one of the buildings or, or somewhere here. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but I was wondering if you had where that would be. Okay, real quick. What's your charm and what's your sharp? My charm is plus two and my sharp is plus one. Oh, you should take a hit of the drugs. I should start doing drugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome to. I would not encourage it. It's not the... You're going to be tripping right in front of this kid that you just asked. Um, Campus safety slowly rolling by on the golf cart. <laughs> go ahead and roll plus charm uh, because you are lying to them, but I'm also going to give you some information if you get it right. Four. Plus two? No, that's a with the plus two. So the, I got the, a two. The, don't forget you guys are welcome to use luck. We don't play often enough that luck is terrible. Um, so, yeah, I would honestly... Um, I'm going to do it. Okay, go uh, ahead and use luck. That turns that roll into a 12. Heyo. Uh, fantastic. Okay, so basically you've convinced that they just absolutely buy that you were a student, as well as you get to, you're going to ask the question that you asked and like the, the crazy rumor. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've heard of that rumor, the uh that they bur- that they buried him deep under the school. Uh I heard I heard it from one of the theater kids. I don't I don't necessarily know if that means anything, but yeah, yeah, that uh that should be something. Maybe I don't know, sir. Do you want to? Are you trying to show them the crazy rumors of this school? Oh, absolutely. You know, the bald one looks like he might actually, um, he might actually be interested in that. You know, and uh, as he says this, as little Robert says this, um, a man in a fedora bursts out of the doors of the student center, moving both of the doors open, which is quite a feat considering one of them is kind of locked in. Uh, and he unlocks it and moves bu- and bursts both of them open. And he is standing wow. there, and he's on his way out. He's cursing Catawba College uh, and walking out. He's storming, cursing at the building, swearing that they is something. You, you, no, that's too evil. You guys, you owe me so much. You know, after what I did for you, and you do not repay me in this manner. You do not pay me for my services. No, no, you, uh, you will pay Catawba. You will pay. And he storms off into the distance. I'm gonna follow him. Yes. What? This better be Chaz. Uh, and we we fade out of Peter and <laughs> enter. <laughs> we 
zone in on um, Bob, who is in the middle of a football field with a shovel and a snake boy. Uh, is there anyone on the field? <laughs> Not at the moment, okay, but perfect. you get the feeling um, you get the feeling that practice is happening sometime soon. It is it is the afternoon. No, they don't practice on the main field anyway. Okay, someone, someone, <laughs> you have an you have an irking sensation, an, an inkling that something is coming. Someone is coming. Probably a gym class. I let uh, I let uh, the snake boy out out of my. I, I don't know why. In my head, he was in my coat, but he's not. He's been walking around with sunglasses this whole time. Nope. I'm, anyway, it's too late. Um, he's in your coat. He was in your coat. I'm loving that way too much. Like this six okay. foot, th- this six foot guy with arms peels himself out of your coat and just starts like it's a da 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 da. Each inch that or each foot that comes out, you're like you look like a magician right now. I pulled a snake out of my coat. All right. Get get to digging, Wig. I'd say we start right at the fifty yard line. And I guess I give him the shovel and say, "Dig." All right, you're gonna have to roll plus charm for that. <laughs> oh, um, charm. Oh, I have plus two charm. That's uh eleven. Okay. Um, so begrudgingly. He uh he takes the shovel and he gives you he gives you a look that you've learned to recognize with him as like I don't wanna but okay I'm going to need something from you later but like it's not that big of a deal and I I get down on one knee next to him listen here wig I'm letting you do this because you were in my coat that entire time and this is a good way for you to stretch your muscles and develop your snaky boy body <laughs> Uh, on my knee, my butt crack fully exposed in classic plumber fashion. So this is more, uh, think of it more of a workout than uh, me telling you to do the chores. I give him a little pat on the back. Uh, from the distance, you hear Matt, Matthew Holmes, yell to you uh, after seeing a full plumber crack in front of him. Uh, sir, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, we're going to... Fix the football field. Sounds cool. Do you need help? Sure. Do you have a shovel? Uh, Matt, no. you've just seen this snake person in front of Alan, in front of uh, Bob. He's <laughs> he's wearing a disguise, though. I thought he has thick sunglasses on. Your uh, your friend there is um, odd. Mm. You ever heard of a cosplay? Oh, well, well, who's he cosplaying? Uh, something from that show, Supernatural. Oh, that makes sense. But, I don't uh, watch it. Just, <laughs> just digging in the football field, I guess. Uh, no, we're fixing. Fi- yeah, yeah, fixing it. Do you realize how much time he took to put his put all his makeup on? He can't just take it off for an emergency field fix. We got to start digging. All right, Bob. I was gonna make you roll for that, but honestly, I think yeah. I think with your plumbing, you're you have uh, you have like the ability to convince him of that. Just as a service person, I'm just gonna buy that entirely. So you've Perfect. convinced he, he saw the crack convinced... and he knows my credentials. Ew. Yeah, 
apparently. Uh, you've convinced Matt to go get a shovel and help you out. Uh, and you guys, the three of you, are digging. Um, and we're actually going to come back to you in a little bit, okay? Because I, you, you're gonna, you're gonna come upon something important. You, you, you. Uh, it takes a couple hours, but you guys get through the turf, uh, <laughs> which apparently made this very difficult. But because you had a third person, I'm not gonna make you roll for it. You convinced Matthew Holmes to help dig up this the football field. I don't know what he was doing there, but or why he would approach an individual there. That doesn't seem like him at all. But it happened. Uh, and we are at Arvirigus at the swimming hole. The swimming hole. <laughs> Arvirigus, <laughs> who just looks like a fucking hipster geek. Yeah. Is walking into the swimming pool. And Arv, what do you do? Um, well, I, I, I walk in there and, uh, I mean, first thing, first I need to know if it's like open and if there are people around. It's open, and there's one guy swimming in the pool, uh, but he's kind of in his own world. Okay, cool. I um, I just uh, hop right in and sink down to the bottom and just start punching the bottom of the pool, trying to break through. All right. Uh, and a man, entirely shaven, head to toe, uh, swims down to you and... Like sitting in front of you is kind of like he's giving you weird faces, like he's uncomfortable with what you're doing and trying to figure out why you're doing this and why your skin doesn't quite look wet. You look entirely dry when you're down there, by the way, because your your illusion will not get wet. <laughs> I just look at him and what's up? <laughs> and he uh, he points up and. Uh, nods like really sincere, sincerely that you should go up as well. And he swims up to the top. Okay, I float up to the top. Uh, and Arnold, you are you are uh, Arvirigus. You are standing. You are swimming in front of a man named Michael. <laughs> Hello there, uh, mate. How's 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 it going today? Um, can can I ask what you're doing? Oh, I got to uh. I gotta find something. I gotta get to the bottom of this, to the bottom of this pool, below the pool. I'm sorry. Do you but know I'm, anything? I'm using... What? Oh, sorry. Uh, do you know anything about any supernatural things going on around here? Any creepy creeps? Any um, any any buried bodies? Uh, he actually he takes his headphones out because he had headphones on. He had AirPods. I don't know if you know how cool those are, but he had AirPods on and he took them out. And now he's now he's kind of talking directly to you. And Arvirigus, I need you to roll plus charm. Okay. Or you know what? Plus sharp. Let's make it plus sharp. Because you okay, are investigating. Seven minus one, six. That's all right. Um. Yeah. Um. Okay. You're, remember, you guys can use luck at any point. Again, we do not meet much, so it's hard to use up all your luck. I mean, it's like it's like simple. It's like a simple enough thing, but I feel like it could be important to know like what he has to say. The consequence could be bad. I'll I'll let it I'll let it fly, whatever. 6. You're letting it fly? Yeah. S 6 mark experience? Yeah. Uh I've leveled up. All right, so you're you're trying to ask him about things, right? 
like to investigate the mystery about anything. Yeah. Uh, he, he, anything. He, he takes off the AirPods and he immediately does not trust you. Uh, and you hear from behind you the um, the gate doors, the doors, the doors to the uh, swim pool open, and you hear a lot of footsteps enter in and start surrounding the pool. And you look up, and it's the entire swim team looking into the pool. Uh, minus one guy. One, one, one glasses-wearing guy who's not in the room. Uh, hello, chaps. I was just talking to your friend here. Uh, having a nice swim. Okay, so um, here's a fun one. I'm sorry about this, Arvirigus. In front of you, Michael's eyes flash white. And they... Oh. Um, and then suddenly the entire room, every person there starts to like stiffen up for a hot second, and then their eyes turn white. And at what appears to be almost the exact same time, the entire swim team steps into the pool. Oh, that's not good. And we cut back to Bob. Run away! Bob? Swim away. Uh... Bob, you're at the um, where are you you're at the student center still? Do you go anywhere else? Do you do anything else? No, uh, Peter's at the student center. Bob's on the football field. Fuck, I meant Peter. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> what do you do? Yes. What do you do? I'm following him. You're following who? You're at the student center. You're following the guy. Yeah, with the fedora. Okay. Uh, you tried to follow him, and he vanished. He went like he made a he made a turn and he is gone. After when you make the turn, you cannot see him. Hmm. Uh, but after uh, you followed him far enough to know that he is um you lost him you lost him at the the music building whatever Hoke is I think. Hoke, sure. Okay. Huh. Back to the student center. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna try to you know try to get some more data. I'm gonna try to stop like an adult. If any walk by. It is Easter Eve, so not a lot of people are still on campus as well, except for apparently the entire swim team and Matt Holmes and Alex (laughs) Fulton. Um, Oh, and Robert. Uh, And you guys, uh, it is now around like seven-ish. Yeah, seven-ish. Seven-ish o'clock. And you, uh, Peter, do not necessarily see any more adults walking around but you see uh you see you see one uh one student kind of sitting in the fountain in front of the student center he wasn't there when you left but he's there now and he's just sitting in there staring at the water excuse me can i ask you a few questions uh and the boy or the man i guess boy in uh in a white v-neck and glasses and combed over blonde hair (laughs) turns to you and arnold what do you say Oh, hey, what's up? What do you need? Um, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be blunt with you. I'm looking for a body that's been entombed somewhere deep in, under this college. Oh, you're looking for that? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Peter, uh, roll plus sharp. Oh, here we go. Uh, that's gonna be seven plus one. So let's see, eight. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, investigate a mystery. 
you get one question. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it hurt? What did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here is, I think, what you're asking. Um, yes. As Peter does, as Arnold does not necessarily have this knowledge as the other player, I'm going to go ahead and give it to him. Um, Arnold, you know the rumor that uh, Hitler's frozen body was hidden <laughs> under the theater. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and you know exactly what he's talking about. And he rolled, he, he asked that question, so in some way or another, you're going to tell him that, okay? Okay. So? So you're looking for old, old Hitty, huh? <laughs> uh, if well, he is a frozen body? Let me, let me tell you. You ever been over to the theater? I you have should... not. You should uh you should go check out our show uh uh this weekend. Um it's called the The Birth of the Bunny. It's a Easter spectacular. It's going to be really good. It's a it's an all audio show on stage performed, so you'll love it. Uh we you you'll be blindfolded in the audience. It'll be really good. Oh, that sounds uh, great. Could yeah, you show yeah. me to my seat? <laughs> I'd like to make sure I get a good one. Yeah, so anyways, anyways, you should go over to the theater and um uh so supposedly um there's a man who who fell from the roof before the before the the floor of the theater was put in and he and he fell all the way to the bottom and they just buried him down there. And he's Hitler. Could you show me where? There's probably uh some money and a dinner in it for you. Uh uh, Peter, roll plus charm. Nine plus two. Arnold, you're a little seduced. I'll take you right there. I like meatloaf, by the way. Meatloaf it is. Peter, you've got about a half heart on right now. And we cut over to Woo! Bob in the uh, NSFW. In the um, football field, it has been a couple hours now. Bob, Wig, and Matt have been digging up uh, the football field, the center, on a total batshit whim, but they've hit something. Uh, yeah, it's weird. They, um, you, you guys have found a sort of a wooden enclosure in the field, and you, uh, yeah. Tell me what you do, Bob. It's like a, it's like a wooden surface. The way I'm doing this is I'm just kind of making the fact that you actually found something on this random whim your oops ability. Like what the fuck? Uh, and you just you feel me? I do have the oops ability. I do so have like, the oops ability. So that's that's why you found anything out here. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I let everyone know to follow my lead, and I turn the shove the blade of the shovel on its side and begin using it like a axe to try and break the top boards of this wooden structure to see what's inside. Roll plus tough. Time to be tough. That's not tough. That's a five. Total? Yeah. Mark experience. Uh, the shovel breaks on the first swing. Luckily, Matt went and got another shovel, so I'll let him try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, my pajama right. pants are getting a little ripped. <laughs> Matt, are you, uh, are you trying to leave? What? Are you... Uh, okay... Are you gonna swing? Are you gonna hand off the shovel? Are you trying to leave? What what's your what's your uh, game plan here? I'll go for it. I'll go for it. Okay. Matt, 
Uh, I don't know your stats. I'm gonna assume. Do you seem like do you? How, what 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 do you think your tough is? If you were gonna give yourself stats, uh, minus one. Okay, so you have minus. I'm probably one. giving myself the same days. stats as Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's I gotta, fun. Can Matt use luck? No. I got oh. two. I got a two you minus two? one. Okay. Uh, Wig gets an experience, which is weird. Um, Matt. Yeah. Matt, your shovel breaks as well um and now everyone's a little uncomfortable mm. I, I, guess... I should be uh going now all right bye thanks for the help yeah Wait, let's see if we can pull up any of these boards let's look for a weak point and i'm going hands and knees and see what we can see what we can do uh oh wait i've got plus tough uh, i've got you... my uh my google gadget finger it's probably got some kind of knife for, I guess, prying thing or something to pull nails out. I don't know. It's got something on uh, it. Roll a d6. Six. Okay, so, um, yeah, you, uh, you point your finger at it, and a, um, it kind of retracts and reforms, and suddenly a little blue flame comes out of it. Very fine blue flame comes out, and... Uh, what you do is you just kind of singe the wood into a little doorway and push the wood down, and it falls straight down. Uh, Matt, so you didn't you left? You tried to leave. Uh, you got you du- you you pulled yourself out of the hole, and um, and you can't seem to physically move yourself away from the hole though. You were out of it, but you're looking straight down. Uh, kind of frozen. Wig and Bob, I don't think you guys noticed this. Uh, but I assume you go down into the hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're in there. I'm pretty sure I found the frozen body. Not quite. Uh, oh, just mentally, I'm pretty Bob, sure. Bob, you fall down, and it's kind of like this dark, moist ca- cabin. Uh, like, it's humid. Um, you don't see anything that can look like technology. Your, uh, your finger kind of turns into a brighter flame now. Less hot, but brighter, so you can cu- you have kind of an idea of what the room looks like. Um, and there's not a lot there except you start seeing uh, on the walls there's some what look like red and white flags with black symbols on them Uh, some other weird paraphernalia just straggled around and rats You, you see some rats down there and uh, suddenly, the rats, they're scurrying around. They're kind of running away from the light until you come upon one. One of them that just kind of... He looks like a beefy buff rat, like uh, like the rat in in Rick and Morty, the Pickle Rick episode. Uh, and it's this big, beefy rat. And it looks at you, and its eyes flash white as a weird song is being played in the distance, kind of a... And it's kind of echoing its way down there as these rats um, all come together around this beefy one and turn into a kind of uh, rat Gigatron. I don't know, like the like the robots in uh, Power Rangers. It's like a rat version of that. Okay. All right. It's about your t- your height. It looks like they were trying to like imitate you, but with rats. And it lets out the main one in the center. 
well, the big beefy one lets out a kind of rat howl, a cheep cheep, and it charges at you, Bob. Uh, but before we deal with that, we're going to cut over to Arvirigus, who is uh, currently fighting for his life with what looked like an entire team of, I'm going to say, 12? Arnold, how many swimmers are on the team? 20. 20. An entire team of 19, because Arnold's not there. Uh, an entire team of 19, what appear to be possessed swimmers, are facing off against this dry hipster in a pool. Bob? Uh, sorry, Bob. Uh, Arvirigus, is there anything you want to do? Uh, yeah, they're rushing at me. Like, they're, like, swimming towards me? Yeah, yeah, they're all swimming directly at you. Okay, I want to launch my cables up to the ceiling and fly up to the top, and then, like, <laughs> let go, and then just make the biggest cannonball, and just drop down, and... Cannonball! And just, like, okay. boom, right on top of them. I'm just going to straight up let this happen. I'm going to need you to roll something in a second. First of all, your cables, I'm assuming they're invisible because of the disguise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it looks like to them. I, I'm i just totally going with invisible. Uh, like you just launch straight up in the air. And I, the image I have in my head is beautiful of this little guy in a backpack just zooming straight up into the air. And then turning and then getting into a cannonball and calling it. Uh, Arnold, I need you to roll plus cool. Uh, that is a nine total. Nine total. Okay, so, uh, something kind of comes into your head and you remember that Brick said, Oh, by the way, please don't kill any of the students <laughs> as you go down. Um, causing you to not entirely lose everything, but definitely to pull back just enough that you do not launch any of the students, like, to their death. But you you hit the water, and I absolutely want this to happen. You hit the water at a momentous speed, and like in like it's animated, the entire pool kind of just lifts out of the water in like a block for a half a second in bullet speed. It's all out of the water, <laughs> and then everything disperses off. And the kid, some kids are flying, and they bang. Some of them hit their heads just hard enough to knock them out, not for a concussion. Uh, I would say about, I'd say about. Ten. Ten of the kids hit their heads and they're knocked out. The others are kind of like banged up and getting up. But now the pool has about like, I'd say an inch deep of water all around, but it's mostly just puddles. Uh, oh, cool. Left. Yeah. Um, and Michael is still in the water and still in the pool. Like it hardly affected him and he started walking towards you. Uh, and he puts his AirPods in and you can hear Eye of the Tiger coming out of them. Oh, no. What do you do? I pull out my sledgehammer and All right. and I turn I turn it into you, a, a microphone like like I love to do. You, you turn it into a what? Oh, a megaphone? A microphone. A megaphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a uh, microphone. You, you, it just like amplifies one, my voice throughout the room basically through yeah, the power of my So what it looks like art. is it looks like you literally pulled out a small microphone. <laughs> and then and then I go Let's get ready to rumble. And then I Trademark. swing it uh, down yeah. onto the pool bottom as hard as I can. Roll plus tough. Okay. Ooh, uh, uh, seven uh, plus two, a nine. Nine? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, you hit the pool bottom super hard with this, what looks like a microphone. 
Uh, and if these guys had any humanity left in them, they'd be a little surprised when cracks come out of the floor and fract- one fractures its way down over to Michael and uh, actually causes one leg to collapse into a hole. Um, the issue is, Arvirigus, is that uh, it also cracks backwards and one of your legs falls in as well and is kind of caved in and both of you are trapped as seven or eight of the other pool members, pool mates, team, swim team. Swimmies, the swimmies, uh-huh. hop back into that's hop a, back into the we, pool. That's what we call ourselves. Swimmies. The swimmies uh, hop, climb back into the pool and um, start walking towards you. Um, I'm gonna have to. Uh, are there any? Can I like grab? Can I grab like a chunk of the concrete? Um, you can try. You you can sure try. Well, I want to. I have the ability mayhem where I can grab nearby large objects and use them as weapons. Um, Got so it. I want you do to, that. Yeah. I want to, I want to like see if I can grab one that's like caved in on my leg to like tr- free myself, but then also like chuck it at Michael. Okay. So this needs to be a plus cool. Okay. Ooh, uh, six. Uh, what's my cool zero. So a six dang okay so your ability lets you lift it up um but what you did not see coming is from right behind you a swimmer is or a swimmy one of the swimmies is right there and he jumps he jumps down on top of you and bites your shoulder uh you take one harm Mm. it's a really hard bite yeah uh and drop the concrete back on your foot that might be the harm. Um, and then all of a sudden, Arvirigus, there's a kind of, there's a song. It's a... Oh? I recognize this everyone, song. <laughs> yeah, it's Saria's song from Legend of Zelda, trademark. Uh, so everyone, all the swimmers freeze, stand up, and just walk calmly out of the door. They climb out uh, out of the door, except for Michael, who is struggling like hell to do so, but can't seem to break free out of the hold. And uh, Arvirigus, you're out of combat. Um, and we cut to Ba Peter. Yeah, Peter. Peter, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot in the dark and say that you have a um, walkie-talkie that you can gu- that you three can communicate with each other through. Uh, like oh, you guys right. gave each other, yeah, walkie-talkies earlier because I do not like you being apart for this long. Uh, Peter, you have some information that everyone could use. Do you want to? I think maybe you want to regroup. Guys, I know where it is. Little, little busy right now. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty busy. I'm pretty busy too. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm, I'm gonna go on a date. Oh, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> tell uh, me more. Tell me more. Like, does he have a car? I, I don't think so. Okay, so Peter, here's what I'm gonna kind of do for you. Uh, you are on your way to the theater, and you're just you're gonna wait there and tell those guys to meet you over there when they're done yep. with their shit. Yep. Sound like it? Yeah, sound like good. Yep. Cool. Um, Peter, when you get to the theater, you actually that's fun. Uh, you notice that there are people, students, uh, everyone who seems to have been left here, walking into the theater following a kind of so- a song, a noise, 
that has them completely out of their mind. A kind of bum 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 And we cut to Bob, who I'm really excited to see what he does against this mouse Gigatron. Well, this would be the time that I break out Plunger X3000 Chrome Kickstarter Edition and just start swinging. And also, okay, so, I'm, prob- I'm probably going to tell uh, Wig to make him hot. Okay, so here's, yeah, I love, I love, love, love that. Here's what I think happens is kind of a slow motion deal where you, it just immediately as this thing forms in front of you, you take your arm and you reach behind your back and pull out this plunger that's been stuck there that was on a nice little linge and you click a button on it and suddenly it extends uh, into this, Beautiful plunging device that also kind of looks menacing um, with some sharp tools in it for the tough to get out turds. And um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, those exist. And you look, you look at wig and you say something. Yeah. You say heat it up. And uh, I think, I think you mean for him to like shoot the fire at the rats, but he shoots mm-hmm. fire at the end of the plunger. And suddenly your plunger tip is on fire, but not melting. Like, it accepts the fire on it. And now you have a flaming plunger weapon. It does set me back for a second, but Bob is ready to go with that. <laughs> the wig nods at you like, yeah, you know what you're doing. And I, now, Bob, roll plus tough. Tough, 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 tough. Do I have for tough? I've got two tough. Was that, was that a two total? No, no, no. One sec. I, I'm trying to think whether or not I want to use lucky. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with that five on the dice. Okay, uh, add an experience. Um, and immediately as you swing this plunger down for the first strike, the um, one of the mouse hands grabs it by pretty close to the base and holds it tight as its other arm shoots a swarm of, of rats at your face. And uh, a couple of them hit your shoulders and uh, you take one harm. Um, and are knocked backwards. Uh, a couple of them fly at Wig as well, but he actually just catches and eats them midair. Because, you know. Wig, keep doing that. <laughs> uh, Wig, actually, as you're falling back, after he ate a couple, he climbs himself onto your other arm, the one not holding the uh, the plunger, and he uh, he opens his... He's wrapped around, let's say, largely around your left arm, and he opens his mouth... And you have the ability to kind of whip this snake now as his own weapon against the rat thing, rat Gigatron. Um, but right now you have some mice on you that you need to deal with. What do you do? Um, well, I think um, I think Bob's smart enough to not swing at his own face. So the fire does give him a little uh, reminder. Oh, oh, stop, drop, and roll. And I stop, drop, and roll, and hopefully the rats fall off. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to say that that knocks the rats off. I don't want to make you roll for that. Roll for rolling. Um, cool. As you do that, the uh, the rat Gigatron starts uh, starts like crawling itself over to you as if it's uh, as if the rats are climbing down from the center for every step and creating new legs as the ones from behind it retract into itself. And you just hear squeak, 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 and they are charging at you at a very high speed. What do you do? So how far down did I fall into this pit? Is climbing out an option? 
Uh, not. It's not going to be easy. Uh, you you'll have to roll for it. You have to roll plus cool for it. Hmm. In that case, I wish to run. Like, are you try? Are you running to the other part of the room, or? Oh wait, is this just one room? It's not like a tunnel. Yeah, it's just a room. In that case, I wish to climb out. Okay, so, uh, so roll plus cool. I'll yep. make the roll. Hmm. Boys, that's a that's a sweet sweet four. Ooh. Do Do you want to use luck? Um. Well, if I use any more luck, I'm gonna be definitely more towards the doomed side. Yes. Not the end of the world. That just means I get to have more fun. All right. Yep. Actually, in that case, yeah, let's get lucky. Okay. So you use luck. Um, here's what I here's what I want to happen. So now that uh, homeboy is uh, on your arm, what you do is you take your you take your plunger and you hit the button that shoots a plunge kind of straight up, and it angles itself down over the top and suctions onto the the turfy. Uh, turf grass. Somehow that works in my head. It was a twelve. Fuck it. Uh, and it it starts pulling you up. And as it happens, you um, you say flame on or something really cool like that to Wiz. And uh, as you're being pulled out, Wiz unleashes a burst of flame into the room and sets the entire thing on fire. And you hear rats squirming and dying down there. You can. Uh, as you're being suctioned out, you can kind of see the Nazi paraphernalia on the walls being burned to sh- burned to ashes as you pull yourself out of there uh, and are at the top. I, I look at Wig once we get out. I'm like, why didn't you start with that? And he just looks at you and kind of shrugs. Uh, All right. We'll learn and move on. Matt is uh, still there. He's just kind of frozen solid looking inside, looking down. And actually, some uh, some of the fire bursts out and singes off his eyebrows. And now Matt doesn't have eyebrows, but it doesn't seem to move him or phase him. And his beard's still fine, uh, just no eyebrows. Um, and then Matt snaps his neck up, looks, makes eye contact with you, Bob and Wiz, and then turns around and starts going to the theater, humming a tune. And. Bob, I assume you say something to Peter about like, okay, you're on, you're gonna go meet him. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I will. I was thinking I might have because I failed the first roll. I was like, maybe I left the walkie-talkie down there, and I'm just gonna start hoofing it over. Yeah, okay, that happened. I like that. Yeah, the walkie-talkie is now burst yeah. into flames. You don't have a walkie-talkie anymore. Whoops. Uh, which is better which get is going. Fun because I think those walkie-talkies were actually Bills and Ted's that you guys just kind of <laughs> oh, split up. So Bill, after losing all of his hair, now lost his walkie-talkie. Ted is the one who had the changing accents, right? I haven't voiced them in an episode. Uh, we'll deal with that later. Arvirigus, you are stuck in the floor with Michael, also stuck in the floor, uh, about 15 feet in front of you. What do you do? All right, buddy. You better tell me what's going on with you and all your swimmy mates. He, uh, he makes unflinching eye contact with you and just keeps trying to rip rip himself out. It doesn't seem like there's any intelligence left in him. He has, uh, from what you can read, he has one soul drive, and that is getting out and getting out the door to wherever uh, all the other swimmies went. Okay. You leave me no choice. And I... I... throw my hammer at him. Uh, what's your intent? Um, I wanna... 
Okay. I, I, I don't want to kill him, but I want to just knock him out. Okay, so roll plus tough. <laughs> okay. A nine plus two, eleven. Oof. Okay. So, uh, you throw the hammer, which looks like a microphone, uh-huh. I should add. You chuck this microphone at Michael, who is just staring dead-eyed, and it hits him in the head way harder than you intended. No, but I gotta... It's successful, yeah. so I get exactly what I want, right? Not exactly. You were... Okay. A li- you were... You were too powerful. Someone's oh, let's see. On a, on a 10 plus for kick some ass, there's some interesting things here. Um, okay, so here we go. Your choices are to gain ad- advantage, take one forward or give one forward to another hunter. You inflict terrible harm, you suffer less, or you force them where you want them. So if your goal is to force him unconscious or force him out of the hole, that can happen. Yeah. Uh, okay, roll plus cool. I don't want to kill him. Because this is what's going to determine whether or not you kill him. Yeah, I just want to... I'll force him where I want him, unconscious. Yeah, so you force him... That can make him come out of the pool, but you also did just throw a hammer. You just just threw a fucking... Um, not a hammer. It's bigger than a hammer. A war hammer? What is it Sledgehammer. Yeah, okay. So a sledgehammer thrown at someone is either going to kill them or critically damage them to a point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I need you to roll <laughs> plus cool... To see how much restraint happens. If you if you uh, succeed on the plus cool, you get it. If you get anything less than a complete success, he's going to die or be critically injured. Ooh. You might want to try and be lucky. It's here. a five. <laughs> but, um, like, in this moment, like, Arvirgus, like, like, uh, okay, Okay, here's something interesting about my luck, okay? I don't know if you <laughs> if you remember this, Chaz. But Probably not. um You see, when whenever I use luck, I trigger another sign of the apocalypse. Which is exciting, <laughs> right? And so like so like my current sign is rain of fire, right? And so like yeah. if I use luck, I'll trigger any one of these other listed signs that's up um, to you man uh i know as you throw the you threw it and it left your hand and you had the voice of brick saying do not kill anyone or else Ooh. there will be dire consequences yeah so okay so right I, now you have I, a choice of knocking his head clean off <laughs> or knocking him unconscious okay i'm using luck i'm using luck <laughs> all right um you activate luck, and, and after that voice, apocalypse. that voice comes into your head, and you, uh, your your eyes kind of turn. Do you know what? Do you know what it's gonna activate? Do you know which one? Do you get a choice? Um, How many are there? What are they? Yeah, I get to choose. I've got like a big list, and I think I know which one I'm gonna choose. Um, so it's pretty much whenever I pick another point of luck, another sign of the apocalypse will come to pass. When you have spent all of your luck, the apocalypse begins. So fantastic yeah. okay so so, so currently uh, i have ran a fire and i i'm gonna choose um i'm gonna choose the coronation like like the like the the crowning of a like the coronation yeah, okay okay 
oh, oh, okay. Um, here's what happens. You, uh, you say this, and in a flash of anxiety of what Brick Wall will do to you because you are so very afraid of him, your eyes kind of turn a bright, fiery orange for a split second, and uh, out of your hand shoots a cable, and it kind of it catches the hammer so that the sledgehammer and loosens it just enough that it like taps uh, Michael on the head and knocks him unconscious, makes him fall down. Um, Perfect. And if you were to look into the water and see a reflection of yourself, there would be a fiery crown levitating above your head. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's but really only good. That's really great. Only you in the um, in the demon form, because you can see yourself as a demon. See that uh, to everyone else, you just magically appeared one of those hats with like a propeller on it. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, and that is that's now on your head. Um, it's and staying. You're able to, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, and I I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but somewhere across the world, a lot of sheep and cattle just died. Oh man. <laughs> uh, you climb. You flock. climb. <laughs> I do not want to <laughs> deal with that right now. You climb out of the hole that you made for yourself, <laughs> and um. Do you grab Michael or do you just kind of leave? I just leave him and uh, head to the theater. Oh, uh, I will tell you, his leg is broken. Like the only way he could have fallen out of there was yeah. to break his leg. Yeah, whatever. We got good athletic trainers there. <laughs> yeah, one of them actually finds their way and is like, what the fuck happened? And he goes down and helps <laughs> out Michael. An and empty like, pool. And place... <laughs> but he's mostly worried about the uh, bald student in there with his airpods in yeah, oh he yeah. must not have heard it coming because he had his airpods in hey what's up you little monsters it's your favorite podcast boy and editor arnold here and i want to wish you all a happy nc fairy tales easter extravaganza Hope you're out there hunting for the eggs like we're hunting for justice and monsters. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today on this extraordinary hunt. I am so appreciative to all you yolks out there who are tuning in for this extra fun episode. I hope the bad guys can get hard-boiled in the crackdown that us monster hunters are about to crack down on on them on a skillet. Yeah, egg jokes. Anyways, let's not get too scrambled. I've got a couple sponsors here to tell you about. First up, it's eggs. Have you ever seen something that's ovular and looks delicious? That's eggs. You can get them now and eat them for just a low price. I don't know where I'm going with this. Did you hear that music in this episode? Yeah, you know who it is. That's Downer. Find him on SoundCloud. His name is Downer and his icon is a frowny face and he gives me a smiley face and he puts me in a happy place so I can listen to his music in outer space. So look up that face in that place on the SoundCloud race and Check out that beat that will put you in your place. Uh. 
go check out Downer. Also go check out Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Yik Yak, and Pinterest for all of your monster and mean guys needs. We have all the social medias, and we're not that great at uh, keeping stuff updated on there, but we want to get better. So we're going to get posting on there more, and we want to hear you guys uh, talking to us on social media. And use our hashtag, hashtag MMGCast, and we will put you, I repeat, we will put you in our podcast. It will happen, 100%. I give you my word, or I'm not Arnold Egg Blome, the fourth of his egg. Do you want to be in a podcast? Just use the hashtag MMGCast, and then you can become a part of this world. Okay, enough chibi-chabby. We gotta get back to that excellent story that you want so bad. So crack open good headphones and get ready to sizzle with us, you little egg. Let's get back up in this egg biz. Peter, you are standing in front of the theater. Everyone else just showed up around you. Uh, people are no longer walking inside the theater. Uh, Arnold, his eyes turned white and he went inside the theater as well. Uh, another person that you saw was a guy in kind of like a cardboard box suit. Walking uh, like he was, it was, it was just a physical form of a cardboard box walking into the theater. <laughs> um, what do you do? Peter, what do you do? All right, guys. Hitler is in there. Arvirigus, I don't know if you've ever actually heard of Hitler. And uh, Bob, this is the first time you're hearing about this, but you did see some Nazi paraphernalia in the uh, underground. I I had a friend named Hitler back in the uh, in the other realm. <laughs> ah, I am judging your friendships. Guys, yeah, it, it was be hell. A, could be Come a on. different guy. <laughs> We gotta go in there. He's in the floor. Okay, let's go. The five of you... uh, Do you guys want to take the dog's bodies or no? Uh, yes. Okay, Peter, are they recording now? Absolutely. Okay, so the dog's bodies start recording. You guys enter into the theater. Um, In... On stage is is a man in a fedora. Um... With a flute. And he's been playing a certain tune. And people are kind of swarming around him. Some people are coming out of the props area, which has been labeled hell. Uh, and they are carrying a, a cylinder of ice with a person inside of it, or the silhouette of a person inside of it. Uh, when I say ice, I, it is in in a container that is keeping it frozen. It is not just like perpetually frozen. Um, gotcha. And he is. They're bringing Paul it. Smirks at this. He smirks at it. Yeah, because I remember what week you wanted to show off to me was that he knew how to melt ice. So I was like, eh. <laughs> good, good. We're ready. Uh, uh, yeah, like a we're ready. Um, I do want to mention that your goal here was to bring back this corpse or this frozen person to uh, what's his face? 
brick wall. To brick, brick wall. wall. So like maybe, maybe like melting it isn't the first goal, but we'll kind of see what happens. I've got some big plans in store. Uh, yeah, who knows? Melting his first goal. Got yeah. it. Melting his first goal. Got it. Got to release Hitler. That's the goal. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Arv pulls out. Doesn't his... mean he'd been. Doesn't uh, mean he'd be in power or anything. Arv pulls out his his gigantic hell sword and like it kind of glows with like a burning power and he's like melting his first goal. <laughs> he's melting Sorry. his what? Melting the ice? Melting his first goal? No, just <laughs> sees it and then <laughs> then we all just go gotta melt it. Okay, Arvirigus, you pull out a yardstick that uh-huh. has a weird glowing energy to it. That no one can place. To everyone else, it kind of looks like sparkles. It's just been like sharpied red. Ooh. That's a nice piece of equipment you got there, Averigus. Uh, yeah, it's what I always have. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, the man with the flute and in the fedora looks at you guys and he stops playing. And everyone around him stops moving, and they place right after they place the frozen body kind of at his feet. And all of the students, he plays one more note, a kind of, and every student collapses. Oh, no. Guys, we won. Well, that was easy. What on earth are you guys doing here? We're here for, we're here for, for your, your frozen mate, your chili boy. We're here for Hitler. And he kind of gives you a smirk and he says, No, I, I, I've got, I've got to get, I've got to get revenge on this school. And I'm taking it and I'm using this guy right in here. This, this Charlie Chaplin looking fella. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Joke's on him. It actually is Charlie Chaplin buried in the <laughs> That would, okay. I don't want to tell you thought. this. I don't want to spoil anything. I can tell you right now, Charlie Chaplin would be a much, a much more dangerous fight. <laughs> great like right now yeah that would be much worse for you guys uh and if they pull out a second frozen one oh that one's hitler uh <laughs> always get it mixed up That's, but they froze both of them and hid them both at Catawba college okay so um <laughs> no one would oh he says he says uh oh uh, you, uh, I need this guy, and he plays another note on the um, on the flute, and it's a, and um, I plug my ears. Cool, it does nothing. Uh, all of you are gonna have to act under pressure in a second because a wave of sound has just come out of him, so powerful that it's cracked the ice and is on its way, rippling its way towards you. Uh, all three of you have a chance to dodge out of the way, but you need to act under pressure. Absolutely. Roll Acting. plus two. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, I got I a good g- one. I got a nine. I got a total of 12. Nice, Peter. Yeah, dude. I, I also got a nine. Nice, Bob. Oh. Okay, we're actually, you guys rolled we're actually really well. doing good. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Ted, who is holding the boom mic, the boom mic shatters. The brand oh. new boom mic just is destroyed. And uh, be- him and uh, Bill, who had their headphones into it, both collapse in agony. 
um, to it and, and are knocked out. Uh, the lens on the camera is cracked, but it's still recording. It's still getting this information. So it got all that and it's still working. It's just cracked now. Um, okay, so Peter and Bob, the two normies, you, here's how I kind of want to justify this. Uh, Arvurigus, you kind of put yourself in front of them and, and kind of defend the two of them while dodging the most of it because you're their big bulky boy. Um, but what happens to your Virigus is you don't take any damage. However, one of your one of the sides of your mustache is singed off. Oh no. Uh meaning Oh no, my beautiful face. You are uh, you're still like half in disguise. So now your body is turning into the demon, but you're still wearing all the quirky outfits and you still kind of look like a person. Like <laughs> you're weird. tall and muscular again. Uh you still have the propeller hat. You still have like the vest over a, a quirky, geeky t-shirt and uh, long shorts. But you have like muscular, toned, Caucasian legs and arms, and you're super strong. And you're still holding a yardstick that's sharpened. Cool. Yeah, I think it's much more f- interesting. But uh, so yeah, that's what's happened to you. Uh, the man on the stage is a little in shock and says. <laughs> Excuse me, who the hell are you guys? Well, who the hell are you? I'm I'm Avirigus, by the way. You should check out my work on uh on on uh Oh my god, Access. you're Avirigus? Wow, I yeah, saw been, your play. Been, uh yeah. Oh, I saw shucks. Uh it was it was horrible. Excuse me? God, it was just a god awful piece of garbage. My name's Sean. I was hired by the school to deal with a rodent problem. And I took care of the rodent problem, and they refused to pay me. Something about I cheated, like I must have planted the rodents myself. It was too easy for me to do it. So now, I'm getting revenge. And I'm going to tear this school limb for limb using the students and this deep, dark secret that I unearthed in my rodent catching. All right, Sean, listen up. I'm, you're going to get revenge on the school, but I'm going to get revenge on you for hating my play. Oh, get him, buddy. Peter, Peter, I assume you pick up the camera and start recording this yourself? This whole time. Yeah, like, well, I mean, um, Bill. Bill had it, and when he collapsed, I assumed you picked it up and kept recording. Of course. Good, just making sure. Uh, sound is out, though. So, like, you're just kind of going off this. And now you're watching this uh, (laughs) eight-foot Goliath uh, with a yardstick charging at this man with a flute in a fedora. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm charging at him. All the footage he'll ever need. With my sword. Sword. Bob, what do you do? All right. (laughs) I think I'm going to try and get a little bit of distraction going on. (laughs) And I'm going to take that sweet, sweet plunger rocket attachment of my finger and I'm going to try and like shoot it and plunge it to something and like get a a little trip line for the bad guy. Okay. Uh, Yeah. um, I like it. Cool. Okay, cool. I'm 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 also going to tell Wig to go. I'm going to tell Wig. Oh yeah. uh, Melton. (laughs) 
Wig, uh, Wig nods at you, and he kind of slithers behind. It's slow, but he's slithering behind Arvirgus, who's charging him. Bob, what I'm seeing you do is you're kind of running around to the side, and you're about to shoot the plunger behind uh, Sean at, so that when he gets knocked back, he'll fall down if he steps back at all. Um, I need you to roll plus cool, and then we're going to deal with Arvirgus. Eight. Eight. Okay, cool. You're largely successful. Uh, you shoot Ooh. a tripwire. You shoot a tripwire, but um, you're noticed. Uh, we'll, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. Deal with that consequence. Um, Arvirigus, you uh, you are charging. You're charging him with a sword because you're pissed, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll plus tough. Oh, he is going down. Ooh, it's a three plus two. It's a five. Oh boy! God, you got apocalypse. Uh, I am not gonna start the apocalypse in this one episode. Arvirgus, don't forget uh, that we're leveling up in moment now. So if you level up at any point, we'll just go ahead and bump you up. Yeah, I leveled up at the beginning. Oh, tight. So you've just been going. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and tell me anything you want to add to it? Um. Uh, after this fight. Let me think about it a little bit. Okay. Okay. Well, this, yeah, this fight will be the end, so you don't you don't need anything of it then. Cool. Um, so you charge him with a five. Ah, so here's kind of what happens. Uh, <laughs> I love that you did that, Bob. Um, cool. Uh, Wig also failed his role, so this is gonna be a big old clusterfuck. Uh, Bob, you you slung that plunger, but Sean noticed you. And he hit a weird he hit a weird note on the flute, and it actually caused the plunger to redirect a little bit to uh, directly in front of him, and it uh, it kind of ricochets off of the corner of the wall because it wasn't purposely hit there, and hits Arvirigus in the eye, and Arvirigus, your momentum is completely redirected to the left and down, and you crash into a row of seats. Knocking them up Ooh. and taking taking one damage, one harm. Um, just as Wig, actually, here's because you rolled a five, you really fucked up. You knocked Wig off his course, and he shoots some fire at you and burns your buns, making it two harm. Ooh, my buns! Oh no. Uh, which guys? I don't want to tell you this. Oh, uh, Arvirgus, do you have any armor or anything? Um, uh, no. It's one okay, of my cool. abilities, but I, I or it's one that I have not picked, but I'm not going to pick it. I I found what I do want to pick though. If you want to talk about that, whenever. Uh yeah you, okay sure you crash into the seats and what do you uh and something something clicked in you what did you pick? Um I picked I picked a, a move called what are you looking at? And uh, when you talk to a monster, it has to be capable of reason and speech. It will recognize you and your potential. If you ask it what it knows, pick one for the keeper to reveal. And so I can ask, tell me something about where I'm from, tell me something about my destiny, tell me something about who I really am, and tell me something about the apocalypse. So I figure that's a cool one. That's a good story one that I can play with. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. It's not useful right now. Yeah. Uh, but you're knocked into the seats, and suddenly you feel like you can communicate with monsters about your future. Yeah. Like it's a, you hit your head and you're like, oh, I'm like, hmm. oh, actually, you know what? That might be kind of existential because Sean is a kind of monster. And what's about to happen is a really good one. 
a really interesting one that is going to be real fun. Okay, so Sean has a smirk on his face, and he's real happy about what just happened. And he laughs because, Peter and Bob, that was your heavy gun. The guy who's won every fight for you has just taken two damage and has crashed. Um, Now, Sean has not done too much yet. But he does do one final thing where he plays a few more notes and it goes. Or however you play that out of a flute. I'm not a music guy, but I keep making music characters. Uh, and the ice, the ice shatters. And I wouldn't say they like it shattered and fell to the ground. It explodes outwards. Uh, and a hand reaches out of where it would have been and claps down and this hand starts looking off super skinny and super kind of normal and another one comes out of the other side and pulls itself out and um out comes this fully uh military clothed adolf hitler and um he's undead his skin is blue uh and <laughs> what sean does one more thing and he hits a note and it goes and Adolf screams and grabs his eyes as his body starts to pulsate and grow. And suddenly his arms that were nice and skinny, as you've, I imagine, seen pictures of Hitler's as, they were they become bulky and horrifyingly large. And he kind of has a transformation similar to uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in uh, the, uh, what is that movie? The unusual League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, that one. He he turns it. He kind of turns into a a hyper muscular form of himself that looks a lot like the the Mister Hyde in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and um and his mustache grew three sizes. It's still like one straight line, oh, no. but it's super <laughs> super thick now. Three sizes three dimensionally. So like it's it's like it's like a long mustache. <laughs> it's got depth. I, it's got, <laughs> depth. and it is solid. It is probably his strongest. It's his strongest weapon. That's and, a deep stash. Yeah. And uh, Hitler looks at you, Bob. And your plunger is still out, and it kind of has a string. And as you, you try to retract it, he grabs it and yanks you over to him and grabs you uh, by the throat and holds you. Hitler, I always knew you were a fan of bears. I'm the bear king. Please... <laughs> Did you just say you're the bear king? Yeah, and I'm trying to appeal to Hitler's fan of bears. His fan of bears. He's what? a big fan of bears. I'm pretty sure if Hitler's a fan of bears. I mean, who isn't? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the first thing you learn about him. <laughs> Hitler, fan so of bears. I'm trying to tell him, dude. Yeah, let me go. I'm the king of I... bears. Okay, because you're technically, like, part monster, I'm going to let you roll charm. But you're going to have yeah. to, you're going you're gonna to take an extra minus one. <laughs> Okay, I rolled a twelve. <laughs> oh, so that's a fourteen minus one is a thirteen. <laughs> thirteen. Nice. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Hitler's a can- Hitler is a fan of bears. Hitler Confirmed. apparently fucking loves bears. Uh, this never made it to the history books, but he loves bears. And uh, for a flash, for a second, you kind of he sees you, and uh, you have like this essence of bear around you he sniffs you he smells you and it's and 
Bob, he just gently puts you down, pats you on the head, and then slaps you into the curtain, and you take one harm. Oh. Which, <laughs> I gotta tell you, is a lot better than what I thought was gonna happen. So take that as a win. Yeah, that is a 100% win. Uh, does that count as being captured by the monster? Because that also gives me experience. That absolutely does. Get an experience. Yes. Always the victim. Okay. Uh, let me know when you guys level up. Soon. Nice. Uh, cool. Arvirigus, do you want to do anything? Or Peter, do you want to do anything? I feel like I should. You got any ideas, Peter? I don't. How do you beat Hitler? Hmm. Hmm. I don't think we can do a full-scale invasion of Normandy. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and roll for. Uh, we can try though. New more Rammstein. Bill, Ted. Bill and Ted are still unconscious. Shit. All right, I pick myself up, dust myself off, and oh, I got it. And ask Peter, what did you get? <laughs> I got it. I'm gonna grab my camera and my microphone. And I'm gonna shove it right in Hitler's face and start interviewing him using the skill. What does that feel like? <laughs> they automatically break off whatever they're doing. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> okay, I don't want to I I want this to happen and it's going to happen. I do want to say I don't think that directly applies to monsters. Maybe not. But but I thought I'd try. This is too fucking brilliant to not let it happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you bring the microphone up to Hitler and the camera, the broken microphone, by the way, and the camera is kind of going off its own internal mic now, so it's going to sound, but still good. And uh, Hitler, and suddenly the stage lights just turn the fuck on, uh, and a chair slides in behind Hitler and behind you, Peter, and you guys are sitting down and, and having a chat. Uh, so, um, Sean and Arvirigus bring you both some tea and water, and you guys just sit and have a fireside chat. Oh. Peter, you and Hitler. I've distracted him. Uh, can Bob try and uh, stand up and take advantage of the distraction and see if he can? Sure, but I need to hear scaffolding. I absolutely need to. I need to hear some of this chat while you're doing that. So, uh, so Adolf, welcome to our evening show. Uh, glad you could make it today. I know you've been dead for quite a while. How how has that been going for you? That's good. That's good. That's good. Ah, that's good. Yes. Uh, so, uh, now that you're back to life, what are your immediate plans? Uh, is is Poland still on the table? Uh, America. Yes, I, I too believe that Peter Keynes is the best cryptid blogger on the planet. But that's beside the point there, buddy. Um... <laughs> So, if you uh, if you saw a UFO, what would you do? Exterminate. And we cut away from him to uh, Bob, who is climbing the scaffolding, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find a big old light or something to loosen up so it'll fall on him. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I'm I've seen assume Phantom you... of the Opera. Yeah, you've made it up the scaffolding totally fine. Like, I'm not going to, like, you, you have enough, enough of an understanding as well as I don't want to make you roll for that. Um, roll, roll plus cool. Hey, that's a 10, boys. Nice. 
Okay, so you you found a light directly over his head, and you are unscrewing it right now. Um, it it is on, so it has some electricity to it. Uh, and you are unscrewing Go-go gadget it. Gadget screwdriver. And you're undo. You, uh, you need a wrench. Sorry, you are undoing the bolt. Uh, I know my lights. Sorry, uh, go ahead. <laughs> and you're undoing the safety cable. Uh, and while this is happening, Peter, you ask him one final question. So, I I've heard great tales about how much you loved bears. Care to elaborate? Oh, ich liebe the bears. Ich liebe the bears. The bears, they are good to and a light comes down, a full fucking uh, spotlight f- comes down and engulfs <laughs> his head. And he just is, he's electrocuted there. Uh, and he's weakened and it does like four fucking harm. He's still got a little bit left, uh, but he is paralyzed for a hot second. And Arvirigus, I'm going to kind of give you a shot. You don't have to roll for this, but tell me what you okay. do. Perfect. I grab a chair and I say, hey, Hitler, take a seat. And I throw it at him. That's God that's my it. that's my um that's my mayhem ability. Mayhem? Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking so... that absolutely happens. You take this at him, and just as Hitler is taking off the light, which by the way is comical, it's like a dog stuck in a bucket, and he's like, ah, and he takes it, he takes it off, and he blinks his eyes a couple times, and a chair comes and knocks his head clean off. I also. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's also my my why so serious ability where if I cap off a move with an appropriate one liner, the team gets plus one forward. <laughs> so oh, so the I next fucking... hunter who makes a roll gets plus one. <laughs> That's spectacular. I love it so much. I I really wanted a plot where you guys got a chance to kill Hitler. Um and I'm really happy you did it. So Hitler is dead. The body collapses, uh, and Peter, you give a closer for your interview. Give a, well, that's all, folks. And that's our final solution. <laughs> uh, Peter, take one experience. Mm. I love that so very much. The cam- camera shuts off, and Sean kind of snaps back to reality, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, somehow you oh, had him mesmerized with oh, his ability. Fatality. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. And he sees that Hitler's head is on the floor next to him. Uh, don't forget that the bod- the floor, the ground is spl- is has a bunch of knocked out students. Um, I'm and a fat. Vent. You guys have a. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Are you using the vape? No, I'm just using it, just not to its full potential. <laughs> just a casual need, vape. Okay. Can you is can that- you use it? If, that, if that's it. not an option, then I have to go all in. Go all in. Use it to its full potential. Whoops. And roll plus cool. Eight. Uh, wait, oh. hold on. Yeah, eight. Okay, so here's what happens, and I love it so much. Sean goes in for one more inhale to t- to uh, start his flute off again, and you can already kind of hear... <laughs> you can see like students rising again, and suddenly Bob running up takes a puff on his vape and blows a shit ton of cinnamon smoke inside of the flute. <laughs> and when he inhales, it chokes Sean, not to death, but he starts coughing and the flute is all gagged up and falls on the floor and shatters. It was a glass flute, I guess. It just happened like that. It's life. Um, and uh, Sean is also, he's blinded and uh, coughing and 
something and the students are kind of getting up oh god what happened and they're all getting becoming conscious uh and what do you guys do to sean he's kind of panicking and like freak and having trouble breathing and that's why we're the investigators and i just stand over and finger gun towards his oh face. my god <laughs> bob can i pu- can i do something for you sure Okay, so you turn your uh, finger into a little hammer and just cock him on the head when you say that. Perfect. And, and <laughs> knock him right unconscious. <laughs> Somebody clean up this mess. And I start to walk away and realize that, like, oh shit, I'm generally the cleanup guy. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, this was not that kind of shitstorm. Um, yeah, hey. uh, at, when, when the flute broke... Hitler reverted back to skinny little old, really not threatening Hitler. Like I could, I could beat him in a fight. Uh, Yeah, and he's and you guys have to kind of like you guys collect his head and his body and get the dogs' bodies out of there, and you just kind of leave the college. Okay, I want to be leaving like holding Hitler's head in my hand by the hair. (laughs) You are absolutely fucking. And I, um, I, I don't know what you were the first person that has ever created a look of shock on uh, Malone's face when you approach <laughs> the car. Hell yeah! As you hold Hitler's Bubbles. head, and we have yeah, we have a fucking freeze frame like in a '90s movie, no, like at the end of Breakfast Club, where you're just holding Hitler's head, and you guys like all jump at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And um, Bob doesn't land gracefully. Bob does not, no. Uh, but Bob falls, and the theme music starts playing in the background, uh, and the credits start rolling, and we cut to um, back at the home office where you guys were meeting Brick and Arvirigus. You walk in, half a mustache on, tall guy in like shrunk clothes, and you throw Hitler's head on the table, and you say, all right, what next? And <laughs> Which I just love. And we keep going and we go to the the second marvel uh post credit scene which Ooh. is where we see um we see peter and his show what was the children's show you had for uh, what was it cryptids again? and company and we're going to see the first episode of cryptids and company oh no uh, could you go ahead and just describe to us a little bit of what happens in this show so this is an animated show uh in the style of peppa oh, of pig of course it is um <laughs> Oh gosh! Bill and Ted do all the animation for it. So, in the episode, really uh, we have good. our young protagonist, Stacy, and uh, <laughs> she does not believe in Bigfoot, although everybody at school definitely does. So, uh, Peter Kane, she gets transported like uh, to like Peter Kane's land, like they do in Mister Rogers, and I'm there. <laughs> And I'm just like, so, Stacy, I heard you don't believe in Bigfoot. Let's yeah. go ahead and play this scene out. Yeah, I don't believe in Bigfoot. He's a nerd. That's that's okay, Stacy. You know, eventually we all come around to the fact that Bigfoot's real. Uh, why don't you come out back with me and some of my buddies? And uh, This feels uncomfortable. Animated Bill and Ted appear. <laughs> On a cloud and like and ferry her away to the backyard. And drag her against her will? This is horrible. It's just like the cloud appears. 
and just <laughs> casually dr- drifts her into the into the wilderness with Peter, like Dragon yeah. Tail style. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh boy! What do we find out here? Well, you see, Stacy, and I hand her a, a a spyglass. If you look right over there, you can see a whole family of Bigfoots having dinner right now, and it's like they're all just having a big turkey or something. You know, it's. Big roast ham. Oh, oh my goodness! It's Bigfoots. You see, Stacy. Should the plural be? Should the plural be big feet? Ha <laughs> No. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh. Well, Stacy, I hope today you've learned that sometimes you just have to believe. <laughs> I think I sure have. Now run along now. <laughs> that was her running along. <laughs> Can we like pan and, out and, to Arvirigus watching this and like crying <laughs> and be like, "An incredible work of art, Peter. I'm so proud no, no. of you." This is absolutely happening. Yeah, we pan out to Arvirigus and Wig in an empty theater, watching <laughs> this. Just the two of them, and Peter. The credits roll at the end, and um, Peter, you come out and say, oh, and you just ask them what they think. So, Peter, can we do a duet together? Absolutely. I'm so proud of you. We fade out of this with you two hugging very tight (laughs) and Wig uh, having a box of tissues on his snake eyes that can't actually cry. Uh, And we fade out, and that is the end of the episode, guys. We have made it to just under two hours. You guys solved the mystery. You fucking killed Hitler. You met yourselves at college. (laughs) Go ahead and pat yourself on the back and enjoy those Easter eggs.